2: Wait, hold on. That was a good ASMR. Let me start that over.
1: I need you to pump it really hard. A little too hard. I just want to hear the juices, not the plastic. There we go. (laughs) Should I direct porn? Maybe.
2: (laughs) Don't ruin ruin the iconic lip gloss noise.
1: (laughs) What is this?
2: Hi, uh, everyone. Welcome to But Am I Wrong, starring two people who, you know, it's hard to say we've never been wrong considering I just said the little mama saying let's gloss. <laughs> and I was wrong. But that is the first time it's ever happened. And it never happens in the context of this podcast, even though that was uh, in the context of this podcast. My name is Megan. What is your name? My name's Melissa. Hi, Melissa. Hi. <laughs>
1: Hello. How Ooh. are you?
2: Hello, it's me. We are so excited to bring you a brand new episode of this podcast where we tell you, listeners, if you were the hero or the villain in your story, we also talk about our own lives, our personal hot takes. And then finally, we have our final segment where we round it out with nominating the absolute worst of the week, who is the wrongest of the wrong or on a list of many wrongs of wrongs. Mm -hmm. And one of the best parts of the podcast is that you all get to vote on who you think was wrong in each segment. So if you agree with us, you disagree with us. And then on our Friday episode, we read the results from the previous week. And sometimes we have follow-ups from people who are in the but are you wrong segment where people write in. Sometimes we just have people with their own opinions. Yeah. So our first segment, but am I wrong? Second segment, but are you wrong? Third segment, but are they wrong? I do feel like we should let people know that you watch the video version on Patreon. And we also do live streams twice a month.
1: If you're watching the video version, you'll see that Megan does not have her frame TV on. That she was setting it up. She set it up earlier. And then when she realized we were just doing audio for next Tuesday, she was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to turn this off. And I was like, light flex. And now... We have the follow-up. If you listen on Tuesday, now you're listening now and you're like, or watching and you're like, where, why is the frame TV off? Well, I've been thinking this since we started. And then I was like, I'm going to bring it up now because
2: hmm. why not? Thank you for reminding me to put it back on. It's on now. It is not crooked. I think it definitely looks crooked in the video. And that is because... My computer is resting on a bunch of diff. My I'm on an ottoman that's tilt It's just it is straight. I, if you I line think. it up
1: with the uh, TV stand beneath it, you can say, see see that's not crooked. Okay, cool.
2: I did realize <laughs> the other day or yesterday when I was like pouring my water in my water bottle and I like was at a I stepped back and was at a weird angle. I was like, our entire kitchen is slanted.
1: <laughs> mine <laughs> like, is too. Yeah. It's as you know, mine my- <laughs> The foundation. We're in L.A. The trees, they planted trees that don't belong in places. And it just kind of uh, messes up everybody's foundations.
2: Yep. And not that I think we should just tear all the trees down, but it's also illegal. So mm-hmm. uh, that's also part of the reason. some I don't know who did this, if it was like the last owner or like the person who built the house, whatever. They literally planted a tree on top of our sewer line, like literally like right on top of it. And that was the one that we had to like, keep clearing out because the roots just naturally grow into it. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was not logical at all. So we also nope. have to apply for potentially apply for a permit to cut it down. Yeah. Anyways. All right. I right. You're lagging so much. I'm turning the frame off. Okay. Everybody. Go to the Patreon, look at it. I'm going to give you an extra second. Wow, that's so beautiful, so nice, so cool. And now it's going off.
1: All right, so this is But Am I Wrong? And this is when we either choose a hot take or something from our personal lives that we may or may not be wrong. And then the other of us that's not reading it will choose and then y'all can vote later in the week. So here's my hot takes for the new year, for resolutions, et <laughs> Some people may say spend less time on social media. I say spend more time on social media. I think it's good for building community. I think if you curate your algorithm or the list of people that you follow, that it opens up your eyes to a lot of things in the world. It can make you feel better about yourself. It can educate you about new things. It's all about how you as a person take the information and use it.
2: I would love to add on one thing that I wholeheartedly agree with that. People always talk about like, you know, social media, like you just are comparing yourself to people. I'm like, you're following the wrong people. Follow mm-hmm. people you want to be nothing like. Like it right. has the same effect. Or people
1: that you adore, like.
2: And you're happy for their success, Something like that. Yes, exactly. People like, that
1: you're cheering for.
2: Yeah, p- people you're cheering for. And then people who you're like, you can follow people who make you feel better about your life. If, mm-hmm. So social media is toxic.
1: You know, you, know what you have to do, you have to out toxic toxic social media. Right. If it's toxic, that's because you've made social media toxic for yourself. You got to just change it. I learned so much. I quote things. I've helped save lives based on things that I found found online. So
2: Will you elaborate on that one?
1: No. Um okay. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Don't let people shame I I know that you're going to agree with this. Don't let people shame you for not reading books. Because people make resolutions. I'm going to read more books this year, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I mean, if you want the books just to be an accessory where you just sit and you look like, you bring a book to the beach. You sit and look like you're reading. So what? They can be decorations in your homes. We as a people, as a society, read more than people were reading years ago because we're constantly on screens and we have to read things all the time. So I feel like we're better off anyway.
2: Yeah, I nobody who like is like, oh, I'm not a big reader. Like, I feel like people think that they just like then suddenly like sit in dark rooms and like don't do anything and are Mm -hmm. just like, oh, and it's like, that's not the only way that you can stretch your mind, better yourself, learn about things like it doesn't have to be from like a a physical copy of a book like people do other, other, other things as well. Mm -hmm.
1: This is for people that have a hard time saying no to things, sign up for a marathon not to set like some goal to prove something to yourself, but to give you an excuse to get out of things. <laughs> so I can't go out to eat today because I'm fueling for my training. I can't hang out today because I'm going to the gym. I can't do whatever because I have to go to sleep and get up early to train. Doesn't matter what it is. You have an excuse to get out of anything. And then the day of the race, just say you have cramps or something. And then you sign up again because you want to prove that like you can do it and it's just cyclical.
2: Wow. And also it gives you an excuse. Anytime someone is like, do you want to go to Olive Garden? And you're like, Mm -hmm. I do. I do. Yeah, I need to carb load. I need to carb load (laughs) for my marathon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then you can also just wear band-aids on your nipples all the time. Just be like, I'm protecting for the chafing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a good it's a very good idea i do think it is kind of expensive to sign up though right
1: some there's free ones if there's a also if there's a charity you can be yeah because you get sponsors and so you can be like raising money for things it's like a you know it's a, a good lap-a-thon. way for people to yeah it's a good way for people to give you money to donate to something they get a tax write-off and then they don't necessarily have to feel bad about, Hold up. like are marathons just adult lapathons Yes. If it's one that gets back to charities.
2: Yeah. I think we should get back to uh lapathons. Just yeah, running. I mean in the children.
1: The children had one a few weeks ago and I just wrote a check for each one of well, I could pay online this year. And I was like, Y'all don't have to do it if you don't want to. But they did it because they wanted to. I was like, I just wrote blank, everybody got thirty dollars.
2: Oh nice. Mm-hmm. I was not good at the running part of the lap of
1: fun. your knees turn inwards you know yeah. we're not all built for the same thing
2: no i'm certain i'm built <laughs> i'm built for impersonating demi lovato and camp
1: rock i am not <laughs> built for running yeah we all have our things stop engaging with talk to people because you want to be nice or feel like you have an allegiance or an obligation to them fuck it and move on i feel like possibly we wouldn't have a show if everybody (laughs) enacted this but yeah
2: so don't enact it too hard Mm -hmm. but if you're going to not enact it throw some drama in there like give us a Mm -hmm. good give us a good storyline give us a good plot
1: yeah play more video games and i mean like even just like sims i play marvel strike force play more it's good for your brain it's good for your minds and if somebody's like Oh, you're just childish or whatever. This is science. Science says that we need to be more interactive with things to help our brain juices flow. So whatever.
2: Yeah. Spend that energy keeping kids off of alt-right subreddits. Yeah. That's, let us play video games in peace.
1: Um, I saw a post that said, I haven't seen any person say that 2023 is going to be their year. Great. I think we've all learned that you got to take this one second at a time. I'll probably go through like 20 different moods by the end of today while we're recording. And to be honest, like most resolutions are just something that capitalism is pumping into us anyway, so that you can go spend money at the gym, spend money on this diet, spend money to buy things for whatever your hobbies are. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. My resolutions this year is not really resolutions because I started enacting it this year, but it's to be more childish. I want to enjoy things that I enjoyed as a child. So I'm going to start taking gymnastics. I'm going to play golf. I'm going to play tennis. I'm going to, you know, when you were a kid, you just did all these activities just to enjoy them. They weren't for a purpose other than enjoyment and learning a new skill and teamwork. I could care. Everything I named is an individual thing. So you don't really need a team, but. Fuck real resolutions and be more childish.
2: I'm with you on all of that. I have strong feelings about resolutions in the sense that, like, I think we should be self reflecting, like, you know, throughout the whole year. And if it's like mm-hmm. a, holding a gun to your head, something you have to change about yourself, like, if it's not something at the forefront of your mind and it's not something that like, you've like seen occur in your life that you do want to like make a difference and a change with, like, I just think, like, not fucking worth it. Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, it's like the same thing I feel about shopping where it's like i like to go shopping when i know what i want and i know what i'm looking for but otherwise you just go shopping and you're like i don't know i'm here maybe Mm -hmm. i'll buy something and it's like "Ah, that's it's not it's not going to be your new favorite item of clothing it's not going to be the resolution that that sticks in that sense Mm -hmm. and um i like you know setting goals as they are relevant to my life
1: right and it should be again something you do all year long and then finally, a resolution that we can all stick by is people put your toilet seat down when you flush. <laughs> this is something that? I, I feel very strongly about. For some reason, recently, there's been a lot of videos that have been coming up in my life where I'm seeing when people don't put their toilet seats down, how many juices are splashing. I thought we all knew this. I remember when I was a child and there was a 2020 report on this. And I thought this is something that we all knew. But apparently it's not. Every, when you don't close the toilet after you use the bathroom and you flush, it shoots up to six feet, both up and down and like horizontally and vertically in a circle in the sphere. Like you're shooting piss and shit particles everywhere when you don't put the toilet seat down. And then if you don't have your toothbrush covered, you're just putting that into your mouth. Whenever you open something from your cabinet, you're touching it and grabbing it and pulling it out. Like any surface that you touch in your back, when you're sitting there watching your face and you put like your towel down on the sink and you pick it up and you dry your face off, you're just smashing piss and shit into your face. And so put your toilet seats down in 2023. <laughs>
2: that was the same energy as sucking dick and cock <laughs> but i there's this there was this tiktok that like went viral like went around that was like doing a science experiment test like should we like what should you do with it and it was like yeah you should and i commented on it and i was like what did people think the lid was for and all these people are like you know to like sit on afterwards like your pets don't get like drink the water i'm like what like what the fuck like do you and if you think of like the old like original toilets that aren't flushing there's a reason why Mm -hmm. there's a large drop well like Mm -hmm. to where your shit's going your literal shit is going it's a large drop and I just can't even fathom it and like the toothbrush thing like our last place our bathroom like our toilet was like in our primary bathroom was like a mm-hmm. little we had a toilet little room and then the rest you can shut the door, you know, mm-hmm. v- very nice in that sense. And that even gave me a a, a larger peace of mind. But Ugh.
1: disgusting.
2: All right. It's your turn. So my hot take is against big quicksand. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> somewhere made quicksand out to be a peril, a obstacle Mm -hmm. that we were going to have to face in our daily life. And I Mm -hmm. would like a back pay in compensation for the anxiety and the trauma that I have endured through my entire childhood, thinking that one day me or someone that I loved, it was inevitable that they were going to be essentially swallowed by the earth. And, 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 or, or the fact that I have had to log in my brain how to get out of quicksand when I couldn't pass tests in math. You think that maybe if I hadn't had so much fucking brain power <laughs> absorbed by trying not to get killed by quicksand, I would have stayed in college. I would have gotten a degree. Maybe I would be a a a rocket scientist. Like, it. this plagued me my whole life and might honestly be the cause of my initial anxiety. Like, I just think that whoever came up with this, like, you're fucked up in the head. And I just want to talk about this because I googled how many people have died by quicksand. No, I googled how many quicksand deaths per year. And it is basically impossible to die by quicksand in the way that it has been depicted in movies and how we've talked about it. It's because it's denser than the human body, so you can get stuck in it, but you don't get stuck down to the bottom. You float to the surface. Our legs are, this is from Britannica. Our legs are pretty dense, so they may sink, but the torso contains the lungs and thus is buoyant enough to stay out of trouble. So physicists have calculated that the force required to extract your foot from quicksand at a rate of one centimeter per second is roughly equal to the force needed to lift a medium-sized car. That seems scary. One genuine danger is the person who's immobilized in quicksand could be engulfed and drowned by the incoming tide. So there you go. That makes a little more sense, but... This is not to say that like people haven't died from quicksand, but it's other, it's where the quicksand is located. It's all the other extenuating circumstances. But someone on Quora, which, you know, is obviously fact verified that they were mm-hmm. like, I think this is just what parent, like people told kids to prevent them from trespassing, that they were like, at any moment, you could, you could be sucked into quicksand. And even Googling quicksand, it's like, there's thousands of videos of people being like, how to get out of quicksand, a quicksand tutorial, like all of these things. And I just want to know who is reaping the financial benefits of the fear mongering of quicksand.
1: All the 80s, 90s and early 2000s movies made it seem like this is something that we were going to encounter in everyday life. I saw a video of some people that like were just getting in it for fun. And as long as you keep your little feet moving, you don't sink. And even when you don't, when you do sink, it's so slow, like you can't get stuck in it. Like it's a tourist attraction in some places.
2: It's just like, I thought that I was going to have, first of all, I thought I was gonna have to cross a bridge with a bridge toll and solve a riddle to go to work every day. Mm -hmm. And I also Mm -hmm. thought that I was going to have to be like, I can't go around this quicksand. I have to go through it. Like, I thought Mm -hmm. that this was going to be a daily occurrence. You want to go to Target? You got to (laughs) pass, you got to pass some quicksand. And you know what they did not, did not tell us about, which I think that they distracted us with quicksand because they didn't want us to know about, sinkholes Mm. sinkholes are fucking scary and deadly and and common and and horrific and i don't know who's on the quicksand payroll but they are somehow financially benefiting from us not knowing that the real villain here is sinkholes
1: you're right you're right the council of quicksand they have it out they need to report for their crimes (laughs) like It's kind of disappeared from media at this point. So I feel like somebody did did knock down the council at some point in the last maybe 10, 15 years. I would I would like to
2: talk to those people as well. Yeah,
1: maybe they can help. They can help take down Big Milk, Big Printer.
2: We need to get Big Kale on the case. Yeah.
1: Gotta call her up.
2: I just remember going to the beach as a kid and like, especially at night, just being riddled with fear that I was like Mm -hmm. walking back to the car and I was like, I'm going to get sucked up by quicksand. And then the second that I reached any sort of like tacky kind of sticky mud, I was like, I'm I'm a goner. This is it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember when I lived in Texas going to Galveston Beach, which is disgusting. It's like black, but not in the way that's like black sand. It's just filth. And I it looked like what quicksand had been depicted at. And I was like, Yeah, that's what it is. This is this terrifying. Is where I die. Mm-hmm.
2: So fuck you, big quicksand. And I also would really like to know if anybody has actually encountered quicksand in their personal life.
1: And you didn't Let go to it like as a tourist attraction?
2: <laughs> I mean, I would even like to know if you went to it as a tourist attraction because Okay. But I would like to know if you actually if you've ever encountered it. But there's no shot that anyone's ever encountered it in the wild. Yeah.
1: All right. So uh, let's take a break. Woo. Ready to pop the question?
0: in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place with linkedin you can hire professionals like a professional post your free job on linkedin.com people today
2: today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love 310 nutrition 310 nutrition is helping us you our listeners
1: fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tens four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars. we're back and now it's time for but are you wrong? And that's when y'all write into but am i wrong pod at gmail.com and share situations that you might have been right or wrong. Please keep it to 300 words or less and if not, you'll get an email back saying tighten the shit up.
2: Make it right, make it twice. I like that.
1: Here we go. Writer number 1. Hi Megan and Melissa, I've been listening to the podcast since the beginning and want to thank you for truly being my biggest role models through my teens. Well, thank you.
2: How'd you turn out?
1: <laughs> I i guess as I finish reading, we'll, we'll get a little insight. <laughs> I, 22, she, her, have been with my boyfriend, 23, he, him, for a little over two years now. And I'm wondering if I'm wrong for not going to his mom's birthday dinner. We both live at home. And so I eat dinner with him and his family quite often. Recently, I've tagged along for a couple of dinners out. His dad has made a point of separating my bill from theirs each time, which makes sense. But adds to this feeling that I'm overstepping, I have always been insecure about whether I spend too much time at their house one to two times a week. And if they like me recently, my boyfriend's dad asked, him to make a reservation at this expensive restaurant for his mom's 60th birthday. My initial thought was that this would not be a dinner I'm invited to, since it's a special occasion including his mom's two sisters and I'm not family. However, my boyfriend and his dad both assumed I would be coming. When asked, I was surprised and said that I wasn't sure because I have an exam the next day. This is true, but not the real reason why I said no. No. His mom was not there for me to ask, and I feel awkward bringing it up now. For context, I do not have a good relationship with my mom or stepmother and struggle with anxiety, depression, and beliefs that I'm a burden. Was I right to exclude myself from the dinner so it could be just family? Or is my judgment being clouded by my insecurities and declining is rude, disappointing? Am I wrong for not going? I would say you're wrong if you just assume that you should go, but you were actually invited. And since you're invited, then it might have been a little bit rude to say no, but also you have your own trauma that gives this, that gives you a reason to feel like a burden. And so were you wrong for saying no? Not necessarily, but I understand that you had an excuse and you felt like a burden, but because you're invited I just feel like it might have been a little bit rude especially if you've gone to dinners before where it was just regular dinners and not anything to celebrate somebody's birthday
2: I just I and like this might just be I mean I can definitely say that this is probably like my own like life experience Mm -hmm. in the in-between uh or coming to this is that like I would feel a little weird that, like, I'm being invited to go out to dinner with like boyfriend's family over like regularly. And it's, I'm being invited to like existing plans. And then, like, they're like, they're separating my check. And then I'm assuming they're paying for their kids too. I, that would just make me feel a little weird unless it was like oh we're all gonna go out to dinner we're all like paying our own way we're doing whatever blah 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 like you and your boyfriend are like you're splitting your half they're splitting their half but if it's like just individually you that to me is just kind of gives like the uncomfortable I'm crashing someone's like at, like I'm, I'm in middle school and I'm at my friend's house for dinner and I feel like it's like oh look, well, we didn't know you were staying let's scrounge up something else it just mm-hmm. if it was in add on to added plans I could totally see how that might add on to your previous mom issues, stepmom issues. Like I could totally see how that would compile and then make it feel like, oh, wow, I kind of feel like a burden here. But also at the same time, I think it just really depends on what your relationship is. So like if it's like, oh, we all want to go, you can afford to go to dinner, spend money to like for yourself for dinner and you like want to go and this was something you all decided you want to do together. That that I think is totally like that. Like, yeah, like everyone pay their way, whatever that is. But I think like, I wouldn't have assumed, I think the fact that you assumed that you weren't invited to like him asking you to make reservations, I probably would have assumed I wasn't invited either because I think it's weirder. Like you said, I think it'd be weirder to assume you were invited if it wasn't how like the conversation sounded like. But I don't know. I don't think that there's like any kind of way you could have won in the situation because I think it would have also probably been weird if you asked the mom, like, are you sure? Like, do you want me to go? Because like, what can she say? Like, she can only like Mm -hmm. really say yes. So that's hard, especially when it comes to anxiety. Like the, I find it really hard with the, the things that I can't just like ask direct questions about, which helps quell my anxiety. Like I have to like pick up on like social cues and nuances. And I was like, well, I can't, I'm not a fucking reliable narrator. Like I like, that's where my anxiety brain comes in. And this seems like one of those. And then I also think even asking your boy, like he'll be, Oh no, everything's great. Like, don't worry about it or whatever it is. But I do think that, you know, when you have your own baggage with your own like personal shit that can cloud your judgment, but I also think it kind of gives you like a cheat sheet for red flags. So I-, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far to ignore it and assume every every other interaction that you have is is not people making you feel like you're being excluded or you're being a burden or whatever that is. Like I I wouldn't use that as your default kind of assumption but i also wouldn't over overcorrect to the point where like you are putting yourself in situations that you don't feel comfortable in because you're telling yourself that like uh, it's all in your head that people are feeling it. like they shouldn't make you feel like that in general and they might not be making you feel like that but i do think that like whether you feel it because they're doing it or because your brain is doing that to you i think that you should be in situations that you're uh enjoying and you shouldn't just force it if you're feeling like a burden so I don't know I guess depending on how close I was with them I probably would have like done the same I've been like oh no just family like I like I'll step out and unless someone like really insisted and like made it really clear that they wanted me there I I don't think you're wrong for that part
1: all right your turn
2: okay I'm 28 she her my friend 28 she her had her third born son on my birthday last year about two and a half months ago, she expressed wanting to have a separate party for him with all of our friends as her and her husband's family would be in town for his birthday weekend, and she was concerned about being overwhelmed with that many people. She also expressed how she'd like to celebrate me since we had the same birthday. I expressed that wasn't necessary, but I would love to attend to celebrate her son. Since then, we have had two conversations where she asked my opinion on what day would make sense given everyone's schedules. We've also discussed how this party was fully intended as an alternative way for us to celebrate her son and in no way about me. Last week, she mistakenly texted our group chat with an invitation to what apparently is my surprise party. Upon receiving this text, I texted her and said that I was not comfortable with this and that I have other conflicting plans that day that don't allow me to attend the entire duration of the event. She immediately backtracked and said it'll just be a laid back hang and that she'd love to see me for however long I'm able to come by, but that she, quote, she'd rather have the focus be on me since her son won't even remember, despite me stating that I am not comfortable, nor do I want to party. I then reiterated these feelings to her and she said she understood. Since then, I have learned that she has not texted the remaining invitees to correct the invitation. I've also learned she's left out other close friends of mine. Am I wrong for being frustrated and considering not even attending? If you attend, like, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This surprise parties are like engagements. You need to know that the person you're throwing a surprise party for likes surprises, A, would like a surprise party and is either knows a little bit of what about what's going on and is going to be like an excited anticipation. Is it is it not like am I reading too much into it or you need to perfectly craft this in a way where you aren't like hurting their feelings to mislead them that it's not going to happen but that they are going to show up to the surprise party and have the time, the energy, the capacity to do it. Like, I only think surprise parties work when you're telling someone you're going to do something that requires, like, the same amount of glam (laughs) prep, like, mental conversation and, like, social level. Like, it's not like, oh, come over. We're just, like, going to do... I got to go to the DMV. And then you arrive and it's a surprise party. No, 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 no. Like, and you didn't even... You don't even check the first box, which is someone who wants a surprise party. Don't go.
1: Yeah, I'm a control freak and I hate surprise parties. You are? (laughs) Wow, Megan. Wow. I've uncovered two surprise parties that have been planned for me. I'm also a snoop, which you might not know. And I can tell when people are acting weird around me and I know something's up. And so I would be mad about this, especially when you said you didn't want like she's specifically going against your wishes. You said you didn't want to do anything on these days. If you one thing you're like, oh, you know, I want to do something, but I don't want to step on your son's blah, blah, blah. Like, I get that. But and then they're like, surprise, it's actually your party. pretty, not then. That would be a totally different story. But you've explicitly said that you don't want to do this. So. You are not wrong. I would be mad. It seems like they're still going to have a party regardless <laughs> if you're there or not. If you want to go, cool. If you don't want to go, which you don't, don't go. Like, you don't need to go anywhere. Just do whatever your other plans are and don't try to rush anything. And, you know, let her know that you appreciate her caring, but like you're caring too much and not caring about my actual wishes, but in a nice way.
2: Yeah. like. It's not a kind gesture if it's not a gesture you want, and so like mm-hmm. you don't owe her shit about going. Of like, oh well, she planned all of this, and like you know, she really like whatever. It's like, mm, no, nah. I mean, she did a shitty job. She didn't like even invite all of your friends, and also like didn't respect your wishes. And so I'm like, why would I thank you for a shitty ge- like a shitty thing yeah. you did that you can mask
1: as a good gesture in your head? Yeah, it sounds like that she's doing it more for her than she is for you, and I have my. One of my best friends, Sarah, her son's birthday is the day after mine. And I, I would go up to where she lived for my birthday every for like three or four years. And like, I didn't want like a lot to go happen for my birthday for that because I was like, he's a kid. He's going to enjoy this. Like I enjoy my birthday, but he's going to enjoy this way more. But she always like did things just with me. Um, separately and I was like this is cool these are things that I enjoy we go get a foot massage or something and she'd have like a separate cake for me and things but like that's I just wanted to not be in LA so that Mm -hmm. was what my birthday was but you know people that understand you and get what you actually want
2: yeah I'm like very against these uh inferring things into people's words and what they say as opposed to just like I'm here to take people at face value like Mm -hmm you tell me you like something i'm gonna think that you like it if you i'm not here to if you're playing a mind game with me i am not participating and like you're just gonna have to go with like the obvious and Mm -hmm. so yeah fuck this don't go you would not be wrong at all Mm
1: -hmm. all right writer number three hi megan and melissa this one isn't about a relationship rather social media i recently made a tiktok about how i found it weird that brody jenner said on national television that he got a half chub after seeing his at the time stepsister Kim Kardashian in a (laughs) bathing suit or in a bikini. It has had a substantial amount of views and likes, but now over half the comments are telling me it's not weird and writing a lot of comments. I'm so confused. Please tell me if I'm wrong. P.S. I admire you both so much and have been a fan since the start. I feel like I've grown so much by learning from and with you both. Thank you. That's Thank you for funny. your kind words. No, you're not wrong, because Brody Jenner's, what, like 40? How old is this man? Well, so is she. I know, but I'm, I'm going to say why okay. I'm saying this specifically.
2: I still think, I just want everyone to know that that was not me disputing that it's weird. <laughs> I have thoughts on this that are actually so timely that I, okay. like a conversation Mots and I had yesterday.
1: 39. Why is a 39-year-old man talking about (laughs) half-chubs? Like, you're a grown-ass man. Why are you saying the outside thoughts, I mean, the inside thoughts outside? Um, How old were they when... So he was, like, 11, 12 when Caitlin and Chris got married. So he was in... He probably at that point didn't really consider her a sibling and so didn't see it as something gross but it is gross like y'all have blood-related siblings (laughs) together too and so as a kid okay you know you have this hot older person maybe but like still disgusting and you don't quite understand the sibling dynamics but you're 39 years old Why are you saying this out loud? It's gross. Like, it's really gross. And I'm guessing the people that are disputing you are people that have these same thoughts about their step-siblings. Don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, as I've mentioned before, this is like, on porn websites, this is like a top, it's the top category, is people having relations with their step-family members so this is something that is constantly thought about. But if you have those thoughts, keep them to yourselves at your big ass age.
2: Not every thought needs to be an outside thought. Mm-mm. Like, I also think everyone defending it is probably the repeat viewers of that porn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh uh-uh. no, 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 gross, 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 gross. And also, if I'm not mistaken... <laughs> chris it had like they would see the edit before it came out and so the fact that nobody was like hey like wasn't it because it was on keeping up with the kardashians i'm assuming that it was on keeping up with the kardashians
1: or the new show that's on hulu
2: regardless i think in both cases i know in the, currently but i'm pretty sure in keeping up with the kardashians they also got to see the edit first like the fact that like nobody protected like the fact that or not even protected the fact that this was so normalized makes me go ew what weird things weren't said on air like that's so like yucky and like how the dynamic is like that's just someone should have corrected you an adult who like was you know if this was like a thought you had when you were younger like someone should have corrected you pretty early on and like so you understood this and so you weren't being a you know a fully grown adult saying those like that shit and it reminds me of last night Mons and I were watching Friends and it was the episode where Denise Richards is the cameo. She plays Ross and Monica's cousin. And Mm -hmm. I told Mods, I was like, I just need people to understand. I need writers to understand that incest is not a storyline on a 30-minute sitcom. It's literally just not. Like, the fact that I was like, so he goes on to, like, have a child with Rachel and, like, we, we ship them. At the end, I go... We should have, if I was Rachel, I'd have been like, you tried to kiss your fucking cousin? No, like never, never. Like I I am done with you. And we are just supposed to move on for the next episode. There's just a new little bit there. And I think but, what happened is in the writer's room is someone was probably like, ah, and they go, well, I like, you know, I wouldn't kiss my cousin, but hey, my cousin's not Denise Richard. It's like,
1: ew. But kissing cousins is a saying. Like, I don't, I don't think it was like, Frowned upon until I think it's a new, a newer thing that's being frowned upon. I mean, there's been presidents that have married their cousins, so.
0: But even
2: in how it's, it's like done in the show, where it's just like ah uh, ha ha, like it's the 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 punchline of it is that like it's ha- like people are thinking it's weird, but then other people are not
1: thinking. Like it's just it's the thing of like this was normal, and then it got to the point where this isn't normal, so we're gonna laugh about it now, and now it's just like. I can't even say that's completely disgusting because, again, a lot of people are still into it. So, Ryder, you're not wrong, but... Oh, and I I did want to touch upon the part, maybe not touch upon it's not the right word to to use in this instance, but allegedly, according to Ray J, Chris was the one that reviewed and edited the sex tape and put it out to the masses. So if that is true, then what... Chris is reviewing edits for whatever the new Kardashian show is called. I don't think she cares that much as long as it's going to build buzz and make headlines.
2: I have to assume it was also the older show because they weren't weren't step siblings. They're not step siblings currently. They were then. Right. So I assume it was, but I still think she had editing thing. What's Brandy's relationship with Ray J? They're close. Okay. So here's the thing. I don't, I, that makes me think okay well you know it's by, by proxy like i i i I trust or distrust people by proxy and if you and brandy are still close i i mean you could be lying you could not be lying i just think that the person who looks the worst here is is brody and yeah. i would be mortified especially like i'm pretty sure like he's married with like kids now like if i was his wife like, i would be like that's just oh. like so embarrassing.
1: Also, this is old.
2: That's what I be, just yeah, typed it, it in,
1: and it said, uh, This is an article from 2014, and it says, for on e news, and it says, Brody Jenner clarifies controversial joke about Kim Kardashian. I just wanted to give people a good laugh. He was 33 when he made that statement. Still disgusting. So, it was Still on the old show.
2: Disgusting. And I also just. I think if you're an adult and you want to joke about something that's like, you know, off, like just like kind of icky or whatever that is, like do it on your own time. A, don't do it on national TV. And also don't do it when (laughs) you have younger siblings who are there watching you and then paying attention to like your dynamics and like what's okay. Like that's like, I just, I really don't like that because the two, the Kendall and Kylie were younger than that. And Mm -hmm. that's his, their blood sibling. And like they're Mm -hmm. the ones in between. And look at me defending <laughs> Kendall and Kylie. But like, that's no, 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 no. Don't confuse the children. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, next. Hmm. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I, 21, she, her, live in a very cold and snowy area. This week, we had a snowstorm that accumulated to about 19 inches. Holy shit. I live in an apartment complex and spend my morning watching the snow when I noticed two individuals were shoveling their car out. However, they were putting all of the snow from their car in front and behind the car next to them. The car next to them was parked in handicapped parking. Essentially, they were blocking in this car more than it already was, making it nearly impossible for them to get out. Am I wrong for reporting them to the apartment complex for this? It felt very ableist whether they intended it or not. Side note, I asked some friends and they said I should have tried talking to them first, which looking back, I can see how I was wrong for not confronting them myself. However, I am not confrontational and felt more comfortable going directly to the apartment complex. (laughs) This feels like a fucking intro to how this person ended up in the bad place. Like, swear to God, like you could have fucking... This is Eleanor Shellstrop. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... (laughs) This would have been in the montage of like, why did I end up in the bad place? Uh, Even... Like the the, being in a handicapped parking spot adds on another level. But like, even if it wasn't that, like, that's a fucking dick move.
1: Yeah, (sighs) you're not wrong. And as far as your friends saying, talking to them, you never know how people are going to react. You don't know if you're actually safe in that situation. I have a question. Are your friends people that uh, identify as men because they have a lot more, you know, ways to feel safe in situations like this because I personally wouldn't feel safe saying anything and so I think you did the right thing
2: I wholeheartedly agree this is similar to how I feel about like road rage where it's just like you're not you have no power and you're not safe mm-hmm. and that. that person knows your car they know your license plate all mm-hmm. of that shit they know where you live these people know where you live and yeah. so like that's not not okay like that is that is nowhere I am a confrontational person and I'm not going to be the kind of confrontational I would with someone who I like share walls with or who knows where I live. Like that's, that's just a safety thing. That's not a non-confrontational thing. Um, and I would assume that, uh, those people are, yeah, I would wonder if they are, um, men or sheltered and somewhat delusional about safety. Mm So, all right, we're gonna
1: take another break. Woo-hoo.
0: all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen
2: we are back for our final segment, but are they wrong? Where we each nominate the absolute vote of the week, the Rachel of the week. And we publicly shame them on our podcast because
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's what podcasts are for.
1: That's what they deserve. So my pick for this week is representative elect George Santos of New York. So the New York Times did a piece, an expose, if you will, about this man. He was elected recently in the midterms and flipped a blue district in New York to red. Well, he lied about pretty much everything in his life. He lied about the jobs he had. He said that he worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup. Never did. He said that he graduated from, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing this right, Baruch College. They have no record of him graduating. He said that he had an animal rescue group called Friends of Pets United, which he claimed he was tax exempt from. IRS has no record of this. He says that he had a company called Devolder, a family firm that manages 80 million in assets, yet there are no clients. He also said in a WNYC interview that he lost four employees at the Pulse nightclub shooting in 2016. After the New York Times reviewed the obituaries, none of the 49 victims worked at this allegedly fake company. When he was 19, he stole a checkbook of a man that his mother was caring for and made fraudulent purchases, including shoes. He he confessed and was charged for the crime, and he's still wanted in Brazil because he just left. This man also attended the January 6th speech for Donald Trump. So he's also a election denier. So his team, his lawyer released a statement on his Twitter and it says, George Santos represents the kind of progress that the left is so threatened by. A gay Latino, first generation American and Republican who won a Biden district in in overwhelming fashion by showing everyday voters that there is a better option than the broken promises and failed policies of the Democratic Party. After four years in the public eye and on the verge of being sworn in as a member of the Republican-led 118th Congress, the New York Times launches this shotgun blast of attacks. It's no surprise that Congressman-elect Santos has enemies at the New York Times who are attempting to smear his good name with these defamatory allegations. As Winston Churchill famously said, you have enemies, good. It means that you stood up for something sometime in your life. Joseph Murray, ESQ. Well, so he didn't deny anything (laughs) that none of this was true, which is telling of itself. Also, that quote isn't from Winston Churchill. I mean, he might have said that, but it's from Victor Hugo that wrote The Hunchback of Notre, jo- Notre Dame, <laughs> according to PolitiFacts. So, right, I mean, obviously, why this is the <laughs> Rachel of the Week, in my opinion, because he's just a liar that has been elected. And you know what? The Republican Party won't probably won't do anything about this because they want to hold on to the lead as majority in the House of Representatives. But everything he did is a lie.
2: That is insane. Yeah. Like, I'm, I, ah, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm. The Pulse nightclub thing, I would really love for them to address, like, you know, if you have enemies, you're doing something right. So to tell us how lying. lying about that, tell us how that, lying what, you're, what you're doing right there. Mm-hmm.
1: Explain that. Lying about everything. So to you, lying about your whole life, your whole career, about innocent deaths, that's, doing something about having an animal <laughs> yeah show <laughs> like, me who benefited like, show me what the break right. that came out of that was you have a fake business that you have no clients for but somehow you're managing 80 million dollars all this is a lie and you got elected on a lie where like i'm sure the republicans really felt like they were checking off a few boxes of like <laughs> we don't hate gay people we don't hate minorities like Look at him. He's been elected. Mm-hmm. This is what y'all want to stand for? Okay. I Like,
2: sir, I, at this point, just be like, you know, you kind of did a favor in the sense of like, look how ridiculous and how horrific you can be while still getting elected. Look mm-hmm. how you can lie, scam, cheat, and do it in ways that, like, regardless of your political party, you would find uh, egregious and also pointless. The jig is up. You did it. Now, now let go back, go to Brazil and f- f- do your, whatever, your sentence for your time, whichever, yeah. your, whatever, whatever it is that they want you there for. Like, like, unless it's mm-hmm. they're there and they're trying to pull up. I'm not entirely sure of the policing or criminal, uh, justice system there. So I would hope it's for yeah. your actual crimes, not for who you are. Mm-hmm. So like, <laughs> this is just like, you did it now. Now you can't actually do it, but but you did it. But you, yeah, Melissa, this is insane, right? Like Anna Delvey, like, do you think this means Anna Delvey's gonna like run for president or something? Like,
1: I mean, she's not American, so, (laughs) but so lie, say that you are. But she could run for another position that's you know not president, because you don't have to be president to be governor. I mean, you don't have to be like born American? a natural born citizen to be governor oh yeah
2: what's it called
1: when you've uh you know you've become a citizen but you're just not a natural yeah. born citizen like uh arnold schwarzenegger he was your governor at one point i'll be back.
2: yeah we called him the governor <laughs> we called him the governor the governor.
1: it was a national wide term everyone knew about it
2: oh okay <laughs> <laughs> that is unhinged and mm-hmm. like really I just think that, like, with that level of detail oriented, like being that detail oriented, being that committed to the bit, being able to, like, just go through and do all of these things. Like, I think your skills and your talents are absolutely mm-hmm. being wasted by being a opportunistic bigot. Like, and I just think, like, you should come together with the man who created Firefest and Anna Delvey, and you should mm-hmm. do an MTV reality show. Or you should make the new oceans movie and that should be a part of your uh, restorative justice for paying right. for the crimes that you have caused. Like I don't need you to sit in a jail cell. I think you should contribute to society in a way that will prevent you from being a repeat offender
1: or getting reelected.
2: Yeah. I think the, I think the restorative justice here is you should be tasked to write a heist movie or an elaborate lie or the next, uh, What's that called? Um, that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he lies and it's uh, like catch you know, me as,
1: as, catch me if you can.
2: Yeah. Yes, but then there's another one.
1: Oh, because with that one, because that was based on a true story, and he became yeah. like an FBI agent or something. I forgot CIA something. Uh-huh. I forgot what it is.
2: Or or uh, Molly's Game started a whole yeah. the, the the like but the other it's not Walter Mitty. That's like a fucking wholesome movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's Gwyneth Paltrow, Leonardo DiCaprio it's it's really good it's a guy it's name the talented mr ripley the talented
1: mr ripley
2: yeah like that is what you should be using all of this
1: your powers
2: conniving lying energy for entertainment blockbuster Mm -hmm. hits not political gain right what (laughs) that's that's wild they should study his brain for science Mm -hmm. like that's
1: But he had to have also people working with him to corroborate this. And since he flipped a district, I'm sure the Republican Party knew about this because they were probably gunning for him to get this. Yeah. But
2: that just means that you've got all these other people who like Mm -hmm. you have to then hire people who are at the same level of like keeping up with these lies as you. Like you should all be studied and like you should Mm -hmm. all probably be on a list, like a watch list.
1: Yeah.
2: Fuck. Okay. Well, wait, so you said the New York Times was the one who did?
1: I'm sure. I think I know. Yep. I think I know where you're going next, (laughs) if that's why you're asking.
2: So (laughs) good on the Times for that. Not so good on the Times for this. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone saw the day that we're recording this. This is the second day of Hanukkah. But yesterday, which was the 19th, was the first day of Hanukkah. And the New York Times had their crossword puzzle that they released. And it uh, was in the shape of a swastika, mm-hmm. which any day of the year, anti-Semitic, horrible, awful, shitty. On the f- first night of Hanukkah is like anti-Semitic squared. Mm-hmm. It seems, seems even more targeted. It, it seems like the celebration of anti of your yearly anti-Semitism. This is your uh, uh, event to shine, like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this has like literally been fact-checked by Snopes. I saw this first on Twitter and the context that was provided that is listed in Snopes by email is smokes, a spokesperson for the New York Times said, this is a common crossword design. Many open grids and crosswords have a similar spiral pattern because of the rules around rotational symmetry and black squares. First of all, I need you to not with the word salad about your answer to this, like rotational symmetry and black squares Uh, oh um if this was like so common and like there's a difference between something being a common occurrence and being offensive and something of like well our hands were tied there's only so many ways that we can do the crossword puzzle and here's what i think i think if you're switching up how they look you you know you've you got the i know i know you have black squares you got to position them in all those places if you are trying to find a new design or rotate between designs and the one you're doing is like, ah, oh, it looks a little much too like last week's, it's either between that and one that looks like a swastika, just make it look like the previous week's. Just make it look Who's, like any other cares? one. Who cares?
1: Nobody! You're not doing, you're not doing the cross, crossword puzzle for what it looks like. You're doing it for the answers. And the thing is, this is the third time it's happened in recent years.
2: Exactly. And... If you're trying to do this for aesthetics, I'm just going to say right now, a swastika is not so cute. That's, mm-hmm. that's not so cute for the aesthetic at all, especially, and I I just want to clear, like, so that, the, the swastika was a different symbol that was taken by Hitler. And so they're in yeah. other cultures, but this is the New York Times. Yeah. this so it's New York. New York has an, one of the highest, I think it might even have the highest population of Jewish people in the entire United States, but it is. Hi, if, if it's not one,
1: it's number two, or I guess East Coast, but it's New York, second largest religion practice in New York City. Yeah, it's New York.
2: Yeah, like
1: <laughs> I think actually in the world.
2: So, the crossword puzzle editor is Will Shorts, and so he was played the puzzle master on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, yeah, yep. So, he is the editor of the New York Times crossword puzzle. And he said that the puzzle simply, quote unquote, started this grid in the middle and worked its way out. Again, people are now just telling us how to design a swastika as the reason why it's not shaped like a swastika. Like, it's just so wild to me that they're like, well, it's th- this is how we did it. And I'm like, I know the issue is that you did it, not how you did it. It's the fact that you did it. hmm. The idea was to simply create a fun whirlpool shape. Well, you failed, and then you published it. Like, it's absolutely, absolutely unhinged. And just so everyone knows, like Melissa said, this is not the first time they've done this, enough that there's a literal tweet from 2017 from the New York Times games saying, yes, hi, it's not a swastika, honest to God. No one sits down to make a crossword puzzle and says, hey, you know what would look cool? First of all, I really don't like how Blase that responses from an official account. And it's even more embarrassing when that was in 2017. And here we are in 2022. And the same editor, this has not been his first uh, offensive thing. In 2019, New York Times had to issue an apology after he chose to use the racial slur. It's a slur for a person, a Mexican or a person of Mexican descent. That was a word used in the crossword puzzle. And the clue to that was pitch to the head informally. I think it's a baseball thing as well. But there are a lot of things that the uh, predominant definition has changed to be slur, bigoted. And we as a society have thus removed the other other definition. It has gone. We've changed what that is like. I didn't know if I heard that term. All I know is the offensive one. I don't know the other one. That is the one that is Mm -hmm. colloquially most common because we have dialed back the use of it in other ways because the offensive use is like so like so horrific that nobody no one wants that to be a mix up. And there's no need for that to be like, oh, I'm sorry you're offended. I didn't mean that. I meant something else. It's like, let's just come up with a different fucking word then. And he admitted that he saw the derogatory definition when he researched the word, but claimed he had never personally heard it and explained that as long as a word also has a, quote unquote, benign meaning, it meets his editorial standards for publication. He defended the use of the word and noted that he published and stands by the benign meanings of the terms. Another one, which is a, a racist term for specifically targeted to people of Chinese descent, but is now also become to anyone who is Asian as well as another term that I literally have never heard of, but we're going to look.
1: It's Asian as well, or and there's an Italian one too.
2: Okay, yeah, and the other ones, and that he stands by his choice to do all of these. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying that looking at all of these words, I could not, unless I go on to dictionary.com, tell you what the definition that is not racist is. I couldn't tell you the benign definition. Yeah. And I'm going to bet this man in his big old age has heard the offensive offensive definitions more and knew those first. And this feels like intentional that it's like, hmm, how can I put a slur in here and then be like, oh, no, no. Like, there's no fucking way that you know all of these words with this meaning that is this benign meaning that nobody uses anymore. You know that, but you don't know that they're also used as slurs. Huh? Oh, and then he's, so in his response to the slur, neither Joel, who I guess is also on the team, nor I had ever heard the slur, slur before and I don't know anyone who would use it. Maybe we live in rarefied circles. I just
1: don't believe that. I do not believe people that grew up with All in the Family on TV that was a show that called out these things didn't know what it was. I just don't believe that. No.
2: And also like, if you had never heard that they were slurs before, the initial time that you Google and you see that those mm-hmm. words also mean that, you would be like, Oh my gosh, no, no, no. I would never do that. You're, Cause right now you're saying that like, Oh, it's no big deal. No, no, you think the slurs are no big deal. So you've heard them before. So that's why you think they're no big deal. If you, mm-hmm. if it's something you don't know, you're not going to just be like, fuck it. I'm, I'm, I don't give a shit about it. Like, I'm sure it's fine. You're no, 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 no. You're confident in your decision making because you made the decision knowing it, like right. Okay, so um, very rare, very very rare. Do I agree with Meghan McCain on things? <laughs> and I personally, if what? someone, well, because she she was tweeting about this, and like all like lots of places are tweeting about this is fucked up. Because let's be real, the the, the right really fucking hates the New York Times and is like wants to cancel them. And I don't but like being on the I same side. <laughs> exactly. I don't like being. On the same side as some Republicans. I don't like looking. I had to, Melissa, I accidentally clicked on Fox News at first. They were reporting this and I was like, oh, no, 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 go back. But I was like, here's the thing. A broken clock could be right twice a day. And at this moment, I'm not trying to cancel New York Times. I'm not saying fuck the New York Times. They're, they're a fraudulent. They're not, they're not reporting facts. They're like, no, no, no. I'm just saying that you've got a racism issue in the, uh, mm-hmm. The crossword puzzle department and um i i think you need to redo that from from the from the top down
1: yeah yeah there was Horrific. a woman that that quit back in 2020 because she felt like she was just the token female perspective
2: it's just embarrassing at this point where it's like oh like everyone thought it was fine and i'm like okay i would like to see your holiday company christmas card. Like, show me mm-hmm. just for, just for science. Let me see all of these people who thought it was fine because either you all look exactly the same and that's the issue, or you really are actually actively harming your coworkers and not creating an environment where they feel comfortable telling you that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So fucked. It's fucked.
1: All these people suck.
2: Like people are working overtime on just like sucking. Like, come mm-hmm. on. It's the holidays. Like, Take, take 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 some time the off, day off. <laughs> like chill watch a fucking movie drink some hot chocolate like why, like oh my god you're doing you're you're doing like summer trifling activities in the dead of winter aren't you right. cold aren't you tired hibernate truly but don't hibernate too much because then we're not going to have anyone to talk about in this segment <laughs> <laughs> oh. well that is it for uh, the episode right that's it well we hope you all enjoyed. Leave a review on the podcast app. If you feel that the burning in your loins, you know, you could share what your, uh, who your Rachel of the week is on the podcast app. Like you can share it in your review. You could also do that on our Instagram comments, share with us any and all of the above. We have the Fisting Friday episode that comes out tomorrow with the results from last week's episode. This episode is out on Thursday and you know, It's the holidays, so we have a little bit, we 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 are doing the mini-hibernation. Like, we're doing a little bit, we're a little more relaxed with our timeline. So the votes will either go up on Friday, aka tomorrow, if you're listening to this, the day that it was uploaded, or sometime before Monday, and they're up for 24 hours. You can check the stories, and then also just go to the highlights, and there's instructions on how to vote and vote, and we are looking forward to seeing how you all feel about this.
1: Very much and so. I feel like I've been out the loop for like a month.
2: I know. I feel like too. I'm like, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> yeah. How are we doing? Okay.
1: We'll circle back.
2: Goodbye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks.
1: And me, Melissa Demonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.